Welcome to Gossip Happy Hour. This is your host, Riley Wilkes. I'm thrilled to be with you guys another week. So this week, there was a lot of drama to cover, and I did not was not able to get Ava or Colin on my podcast this week. So everyone go comment in Ava Tortorisi and Colin Ray's TikToks. Tell them to come on my podcast because I'm trying to get that set up. I know a lot of times big time influencers don't really check their DMs, so I, I understand that they're busy people, but we'll definitely get that going soon. Sorry to disappoint. I know a lot of you guys were expecting an interview, but it's just not going to happen this week. But there's a ton of things to cover, and I'm excited to get to them. And I also want to give you guys a shout out because I recently got my first sponsorship for this podcast, my first advertisement. I'm now able to make money off this podcast, and I'm forever grateful for the people who got me here today. And I also want to take a big shout to the Duncans, Charlie D'Amelio's fandom, because they all streamed my latest episode recently after I posted a TikTok about Charlie that got only like, it was about like 7,000 likes, which is good, but I've had better. And, but I probably gained a thousand followers, a couple hundred followers from that video. Duncan's, I know I've had my beliefs on fan pages in the past, but when Duncan's like a post about anyone supporting like their, their idol, Charlie, they will follow. They are a very supportive community to each other. And, I, and I'm and i not even a Duncan. I was just some, posting something in support of Charlie based on all the backlash she's getting. And they fought, like they all followed me. And it was just great. Like I've never had that like response to a TikTok before. So it was great to see. So I want to thank you guys for helping me get to where I am. I'm hoping to start making this big. Hopefully I don't have to go to college, guys. That's That's the goal here. The goal is for me to have enough money where I don't have to go to college and I can do this full time. And I want to, cause I want to be able to start doing this multiple times a week. I really do. So I'm glad now that I'm able to start making a profit out of it and getting compensation that I can provide even more stuff to you guys and better equipment and everything like that. So with that being said, let's get into the drama. So probably the biggest thing in the headlines right now that really just came out a couple hours ago is Andres Lopez. So Andres Lopez is the brother of Tony Lopez, who I'm sure you guys all know. In case you don't, here's a little backstory. Tony Lopez and Andres, they were members of the High Palace. They moved out a while ago. Andres is, was, that's unknown right now, dating Hannah Stocking, former girlfriend of Clay Thompson, the NBA player. Tony Lopez was in the news for a while for a case, which I've talked about extensively, uh, that involved sexting with minors. A lot of it was unknown. Nothing really came of it. Like nothing. Well, he's actually getting sued now. We haven't really heard anything else about that, which caused him to take a long break, caused a lot of people to, I think, unfollow him and everything. And he still gets comments. Like that's his comment section. It's all that. That's going to be with him for a while. And we all thought like, wow, Andres is the good brother. Look what he, like, he's unproblematic. He's great. He does everything. That, that's why I harp on all of you guys to not idolize TikTokers or influencers at all. Supporting them and idolizing them is different because I would never have thought that even though he's related to Tony, I would have never thought this happened to Andreas, but it did. And it can happen to anybody. And when I posted the video about the Duncans that, that the Duncans loved, I meant they were commenting, like, I stand you, I idolize you, like, Yes, period. Like, Stan, I would literally, I replied to some of them. I said, don't, like, don't stand me. Don't idolize me because I am not a perfect person either. 
I will make mistakes. Not these kind of mistakes, I hope, that Andres did. But, like, you see how even Charlie got canceled. Like, don't idolize these TikTokers because if I fuck up, if I fuck up like they did, I need to be held accountable. Anyone in that position that makes a mistake like they did needs to be held accountable. And I would not want people, my fans and supporters, defending me against it. Like, I'm not saying you have to criticize, but, like, just don't defend people. Like, if, if any Lopez brother fan pages are watching, I've seen a lot already comment. Oh, I'll tell you more what happens to Andres, but, like, defending him and everything. Like, oh, we don't know the whole story. The accusations aren't fulfilled yet. You don't have to say that. Like, you don't. Like, we know that. We know the whole story isn't out yet. But from what we know, it's bad. And that do, don't, like, brush that away. So what happened is this. Recently on TikTok room, a video resurfaced of a mother talking with Andres in front of her 14-year-old daughter and her sister, the mother's sister. And the phone call started off saying, at least the recording of it started off saying, my daughter's 14. And then she said, and how old are you? And Andres replied, 23. And she was like, do you know what can happen to you? And he said, yes, I do. She was like, you can go to jail for this. He's like, I know I can. And then she was like, we need to meet. And he's like, I'm absolutely okay with that. He's like, I'm, she's like, I'm bringing my sister. I'm bringing my daughter with me. And he's like, okay. And then they talked more about like where to meet. They're like, and he's like, where do you live? And stuff like that. So what that sounds like is he had some sort of inappropriate contact with the daughter. And there are levels to this. There, if he just did the same thing as Tony, and it's different than Tony's situation because Tony's younger and the girl was older. None of us know what happened with the whole story of Tony and the girl. Andreas is 23 years old. I believe Tony was 20 or 19 when his happened. Tony's girl was 16. Four year difference. Gross. Socially legal, socially acceptable sometimes. This is a nine-year age difference. And I hate throwing around the word pedophile liberally, but this is pedophilic tendencies. Whether he was attracted to her because she was young or just because she maybe was like a fan and she looked older or whatever, we don't know. I haven't, None of us have seen the victim and I hope we don't because that's her privacy. But you listen to this and I've seen a lot of SVU Law and Order and I know it's not the same thing that I've watched criminal documentaries that can be that is an admission of guilt of something we don't know what that something is but he admitted to having some sort of contact that would be worthy of jail time with a 14 year old girl and this is my biggest issue with influencers and any influencers listening listen to this how are you guys so fucking stupid each time if a girl even looks a little bit underage, if you're not even sure about her age, if you think she might even be 17, ask. Don't just ask her age because they can lie to you. Because you're a famous TikToker, they're going to want to seem older. Ask for some sort of proof of age, a driver's license, a student ID card, a birth, even a birth certificate. Like, with, shadow out all the important information, but just so you can see the age. Because this has happened time and, and time again where an older influencer has been caught with a younger girl. And if it's just a mistake, you didn't know their age. How have you guys not learned to ask? 
for proof of age because they're not going to tell you the truth. You should know that this happened with your brother. He was in this exact same situation. I think his might even been not as worse. Because I'll tell you about the rumors I've been hearing. But you have to learn. It's about self-awareness. Because Andreas, Tony, every other influencer out there, there's probably a million girls who want to sleep with you. Most of them are going to be of age. A lot of them are going to be underage because that's probably your fan base. But there are millions of young, attractive females in L.A., women, who are older than 18, who are going to want to sleep with a good-looking 20-year-old dude who has 10 million TikTok followers. You don't have to go for the underage ones. Even if you didn't know, that's why you check. Because if the girl's overage, she won't have problems showing with you her age because she knows why you're doing this. And you can explain, I have to make sure this has happened to other influencers around me. I need to make sure you're of age. It's simple what it comes down to. Now to get into what I've been hearing happened. I've read a couple of posts and a couple of people told me and seen some comments that what allegedly happened was at a hype house party, Andreas brought this girl over. They got her drunk. He slept with her. I should not say he slept with her. He raped her. If a girl is that drunk, she cannot consent. She's under the age of 18. She cannot consent. She's under the age of 17, I think, which might be the age of consent or 16 in California. Either way, she's younger than that. You can be in eighth grade and be 14 or ninth grade. You're sleeping with a ninth grader when you're old enough to be out of college, out of your graduate degree. That is rape. And I'm thankful and also disappointed this tape came out because I'm thankful that we know. Absolutely thankful that we know. I'm disappointed only because it's going to be hard to try him. Because what he's going to do is he's probably going to pay them off. And I'm not judging them for accepting the money. They have every right to do what they feel is justice towards them. But I would love to see that son of a bitch go away. If what the rumors are true, that he got her drunk and he raped her. But with the video, if he, she takes the pay, it's they're not going to be able to prosecute that because once you get paid, you're not able to, they're probably going to sign an NDA and they won't be able to testify. That's why it is so important for if you're a victim, if this happens to you with any influencer, get a lawyer. You don't have to be guilt, guilty of something to have a lawyer. Lawyers can help you with this kind of things. Decide whether you should go to the police, whether you should talk to them first, whether you should talk to their lawyer. Like, They'll figure that stuff out for you. It's heartbreaking that this is happening and that this has happened so many times. And in Tony's case, it was over the phone. It was sexting. Horrible, gross. Andres could have possibly assaulted this woman. I'm a woman. She's a girl. She's a 14-year-old girl. Lopez fan pages, stay out of this. This is too serious to deny, to dismiss. If it turns out, I hope it's not true. God, I hope it's not true. I hope that he wouldn't do that. I hope that the girl wouldn't have to go through that. And it's like, we shouldn't, it's innocent until proven guilty. We shouldn't believe it when we haven't heard everything. No, that's, that's, that's legal terms. The court of public opinion is way different than the court of law. We do not have to sentence him. We don't have to decide whether the burden of proof has been met. 
what we can do is look at the facts and be like, I believe the victim. You, who would you rather believe? A girl who's lying or a guy who raped a woman? That's all it comes down to. It's just, even if you don't want to believe them and you don't have to comment on people's posts saying, oh, I believe them. You don't have to call them a liar. You can just stay out of it and let, let them handle it. Everyone involved. It looks like his girlfriend, Hannah Stocking, has broken up with him right away. I applaud that move. That is fantastic. That is good self-awareness by her. Good PR. She deleted all of his pictures, all of his TikToks, unfollowed him right away. Hey, guys, there's a reason the girlfriend unfollowed him. It's probably true. She's not going to just unfollow her boyfriend for no reason. Even if Tony has a girlfriend. Right away. It took. It was a matter of hours when she did it. Good for her. That is... Whoever her manager is needs to manage everyone. So by the time I talk to you guys next week, I assume more information will be known public. But this is a serious situation, and I'm going to cover it. And you guys might not like what I have to say because I'm sure a lot of you guys love the Tip Lopez brothers. And it's hard to hear this about the guy you analyze, but you have to think with an open mind if this was someone else, would you believe him? In the video, he admitted to something happening. That's all I'm going to speak on this matter because it really is a sensitive matter and it's a serious, serious, serious matter. This isn't a, like a, oh, this couple broke up or this couple were to diss track. No, it's not like that. So next in TikTok news, drama sort of thing, uh, looks like maybe Cynthia Parker and Quinn Griggs have broken up. TikTok couples, man, I swear to God, they're the most annoying fucking people on earth. Like, just tell us, like, please stop. So this is what happens. They stop posting together for a while. Fans notice. Cynthia deletes her videos, her pictures on Instagram with him. Then they post a picture on their story of a photo shoot where they're together. Or maybe it was their photographer who posted it. And then Quinn deletes his pictures. Social media, getting what they both want, their name in the news. We keep falling for it every time, and I know we have nothing better to do, but we've got to at one point be like, okay, we don't care. We do care, but like we don't want them to know that. You know what I mean? This is a weird one because they seemed like really in love with each other. Like It was a weird relationship. I do wonder how much Quentin's controversy sort of played in this. Because Cynthia's had her fair share of a little controversy here and there. I wonder if she wanted to clear her name and sort of not get drugged, de- dragged down by Quinn. Quinn's past is fucked up. Like, it's nothing too bad. But the fact that he still was doing it recently, like liking racist shit, homophobic shit, like that, that exudes zero self-awareness at all. Like, how do you not know people are going to find that and be like, you're really this kind of person still. It's like everyone else's shit has been like, they like tweets from a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, whatever. He's still doing it. I don't think he is going to make a success out of being an influencer. I don't think, I think once you've already seen sort of his ties sever with like the Sway House, they had that Sway gaming thing, but I think that's done now too. It's like, he's trying to make music. It's not good though. Like he has a good voice. But he tries too hard to not be himself, I feel like. You can tell. Like, I watched this thing. It was like Quentin Griggs from 
January of 2020 to January of 2021, and he looked so different. Quinn was one of my biggest TikTok like crushes. Like I loved Quinn. I thought he was very good looking dude. He had like when he had his silver hair, shortcut, was going to the sweat house and going back home like part time. He looked amazing. He looked really good. That was when he first started dating Cynthia. But now he doesn't wash his hair. He try. I think he's trying too hard to be Jaden. If that's his true self, good for him. Like, but it's different. His hair's like braided. He literally admitted like he doesn't wash his hair in like months. Like I think that's disgusting. Like, I can never do that. Go like months without washing my hair. But I can barely go a day without washing my hair. Like, I have to at least condition it. Anyway, back to the subject. I don't know what's going to happen with them. I feel like this is sort of a thing we're not going to know. If you look at Jaden and Mads, hey, it's another thing he's trying to copy Jaden at. Their relationship has always been like this, where they'll delete pictures, they'll unfollow each other, they'll refollow each other, they'll be seen kissing in public. And it's just a never-ending cycle that we're never going to get a full answer from either of them. Like, Cynthia's comments have been filled with this. Quinn doesn't really post that much anymore because he's going to get called out. People have not been calling out Quinn enough for what he did. Like, compared to, like, every little thing Charlie does, compared to Quinn liking actual George Floyd memes and mocking James Charles, who's friends with his friends, and other racist and Islamophobic and homophobic shit. But Charlie, God forbid, doesn't like a fucking snail and y'all go ballistic. We're Dixie. Yeah, Dixie didn't like the snail. You guys do not know how to pick your battles. You guys just go for the people with the highest following rate compared to someone with a high, still high following. He has at least 5 million followers, high following rate, but actual did bad sh- actually did bad shit. You don't know how to like figure that out. It's like what's worthy of my comment and what's not. And that, that's all we know about Cynthia. I just wanted to let you guys know like sort of where they're at right now. Speaking of relationships, if you don't want to end up like Kim and Kanye, I suggest you start considering Valentine's gifts for your special someone. Look no further than WYLD Gallery. WYLD Gallery sells historic original Native American artwork as well as posters, replicas, and prints. Your loved one does not want the same old flowers and store-bought chocolate she gets every year. She wants to be wowed. I suggest buying one of Stephen Paul Judd's beautiful posters that paint historical events in a modern light. Again, that is wyld.gallery for all of your Valentine's surprises. To sort of finish off this, I want to talk about something a little more serious. Claudia Conway, and I don't, I'm not going to talk about this for long because... There's just so much unknown, and it's a very sensitive issue. But she posted a while, week a week or so ago, a video of her mother verbally abusing her, slapping her, calling her like names, all names. She said, "If I wasn't, you're lucky. I'm pro-life," and basically like telling her she like ruined her life and all of that, and slapping her. It was awful, and I know I have said my things about Claudia in the past. I'll own up to that. I did not believe Claudia for a while just because, I mean, there wasn't that many much proof. And she was always sort of a performance person looking for followers. But like you, like I'm willing, what most people should be do is willing to look at that video and be like, I was wrong. This is happening and she needs to get help. Like she needs to be safe. And she even made a video saying like she would never leave social media. 
she, if she ever left, it would be because she would be forced to, and that like her dad left. And then after all this, Kellyanne Conway on her Twitter story posted a nude picture of Claudia, her 15 or 16 year old daughter, a nude picture. Obviously, she said it was a hacking. Tana Mojo tried to get involved by FaceTiming Claudia and talking about what happened. And she's like, it was hacked, it was hacked. You still had that picture on your phone? Like, it's not like when she was three in a bathtub or, like, at the swimming pool or running the grass or whatever. Like, she was 15, like a, f- a woman now. And to have that picture on your phone or on your Twitter, wherever it was saved, to where someone was able to hack it, because it wasn't, they didn't hack it from Claudia's phone. I can guarantee you that. It's weird. There's, it's fishy. And then the next day, she posted videos saying, I'm taking a break off social media. I love my parents. We fight sometimes, but I'm safe. And then when she was responding to comments in like Morse code saying, like, I'm safe right now, but like, I need to get out of here. Something around that area, which is deeply disturbing. And we should all be concerned. People have been calling the police to get out of the house, CPS, everything. But she's Kellyanne Conway, former advisor to the president of the United States, one of the most powerful women in D.C. Poll has major poll within the government. I am worried for Claudia for her own safety, for her own sanity, for the mother's safety. Like that family needs to be separated now. I'm not saying put her in jail because we don't know that much, but take her away for a little bit. Let her go to a foster parent. And then she said she would never leave social media and then she left. It was very obvious. She was like looking into the distance, like reading off a cue card or something. Uh, we're not gonna know a little bit for a while because she's not going to post about it. And I'm certain she'll be heavily censored. I'm surprised she wasn't before, but like, I don't know if she even be allowed to have a TikTok or anything like that to communicate with us. It's scary. It's a scary thing. And you should be, however you decide to, if you want to pray, whatever, just do a ritual. You want to, um, what's it called? Manifest it, that she's okay. Do whatever you do but she deserves to be safe, even if you disagree with her politically or disagree with some of her past actions, like I have, she deserves to be in a safe household. Next thing I wanna talk about is actually, it's good news for once. I know I don't really get to cover that much all the time. Joa, jo, Joa, Jojo Siwa has officially come out. It started a couple, maybe five days ago. She posted a video to Lady Gaga's Born This Way after she met with the Pride House in LA. and. It was like 90% certain she was coming out, but she didn't really say the words like that she was coming out, but we were like, okay. And then a few days later, she was sort of noticed that in her Pride House video, like she mouthed, I'm one of you, like I'm one of us. So that was really cool. And then she later officially came out with a t-shirt that her she said her cousin got her that said, Mike, my cousin, I'm the best gay cousin, or something like that. And it was, it's adorable. Like, in the fact, what is really important that should not be dismissed is that JoJo Siwa coming out is going to piss off a lot of Disney fuck. 
channel, Nickelodeon channel moms, and I'm fucking here for it. Like, slay. Like, that is such a power move because she's so brave that she's willing to possibly hurt her career because of ignorant people like that, but she doesn't give a fuck. Like, she's already a fucking millionaire. She's JoJo's fucking see what she can do, whatever the fuck she wants. And it's just like a big middle finger to every homophobic mom that their kids who love JoJo Siwa. And that is just a boss move. And I'm super proud of her for doing that. It takes guts that a lot of people in her position wouldn't have. And good for Nickelodeon too. Nickelodeon posted a picture of it and was like all supportive about it. Disney would not do the same thing. I can hear, There have been stories about Disney and homophobic practices and everything like that. This is just amazing because so many young girls who are watching this and no guys, they're not going to, she's not going to turn your kid gay. So many young girls watching this is going to be, see her, see their idol and think it's okay. Because as you know, on these kids shows, 95% of the kids are straight. They don't really have gay representation. So to have that now. And to know that JoJo is successful, one of the she was like top ten under twenty one entrepreneurs or something like that. Like she's a businesswoman and she has her shit together. To know like you don't have to be, like being gay and being lesbian, whatever. I don't know exactly what she is. I don't think she's told people, but it's okay. It's not gonna hurt your brand. Like it shouldn't. Ha- it won't have to. Like that's one one percent of you. It does not define what you are going to do. And I just want to make sure to make that known to all my listeners. Just like, just know that. Like if you can, if you're going to take away one thing from this podcast, it's just to know that and know that we've got your back, that JoJo's got your back and everything. So that's really all there is to that. Like I just, I wanted to talk about something happy and something that's going to bring joy to people. Maybe anger to some fucking idiots, but who cares what they think? Really, really, who cares what you that? One just piece of advice I have for everyone is: don't listen. Like I know it's so easy to say this, but once you stop giving a fuck what other people think about you or what they're gonna reaction to be and everything, I just walked. I came back from my first one of my first football practices wearing painted nails. Got some looks, but I didn't care. Like, I if you don't let it get to you, even if it does get to you, it's I'm sure it is, but you don't let them know that because then they win. You show them who's boss by not giving a fuck. So now that we're done with sort of TikTok news and everything, I want to talk about the Bachelorette a little bit. A little short, a little recap for everybody. Victoria has got to go. I talked about her last week. It's got even worse this week. This week starts off with the women sort of on the couch. And then Victoria, they were talking about Sarah's departure. Who left last week after sort of Victoria caused a big scene because she interrupted someone else's time. The girl she actually interrupted like forgave her and they were all good and classy. And Katie, that was Katie. She's a fucking goddess. We're going to protect her at all costs. Anyway, they're all talking about Sarah and the departure. And Victoria goes, it's okay. The trash took itself out. The girl's gone. And Katie literally was like, stop. Like, we don't need to do this. Like, she's already gone. Like, there's no point in trash talking. Like, a fucking normal, rational human being would. 
she's a whore and she like calls everyone sluts and whores and bitches and like assholes and everything like that so later in the episode victoria sits down katie and is like hey i didn't like how you interrupted me and sort of like dismissed me and she was like you were literally talking shit like you were literally just name calling everyone. And I just told you to stop. Like there was no need to do that. And she's like, well, I can express myself in any way. She's like, yeah, but like not name calling. She's like, actually I can express myself in ways that I call other people names. And she just came off like a horrible person. Absolutely horrible person. Like, how are you, even if it's the producers, we've seen producer plants in the past. We've seen people that are clearly egged on producers, but I felt gross watching this. I've seen this show for so long and I've watched and I felt disgusted watching it. I wanted to turn the TV off. I couldn't, but I ha- I wanted to. Just hearing the way she talks about other people and how much hate she has in her heart. It's sickening. It's gross. And I wish the producers would stop egging that on. I wish they would stop making girls hate each other, but it's what they're best at. And, like, how do you see yourself? And it all everything that I talk about in this podcast sort of revolves around self-awareness of people in the spotlight how do you you heard your conversation how do you think that was gonna go and then to continue doing it and to continue doing everything and then later five new girls come obviously producers wanted new girls to come so they did and the girls got so pissed off at the other the new girls they called themselves the og cast versus the newbies and shit like that jv versus varsity like it literally is a mob mentality like you're pissed at them. They don't control when they come in. You think they wanted to wait three three weeks after where you guys already have a head start on the relationship? No, they didn't want to do that. That's production. You're getting mad at the wrong people. You're attacking women who were not in any control, and you know that for nothing. For what? Nothing. And there was this new girl named Brittany from Chicago, and if you guys know, the other girl named Anna on the show is also from Chicago. She starts bringing up to people, and Victoria especially, which is the dumbest person to bring shit to, that she's heard bad things about Brittany. Later in that episode, Brittany interrupts Anna's time during a group date, and she gets pissed, and then she starts telling people. She's like, I know bad things, but then she goes, I heard that she was an escort. First of all, you're using that as an insult. Sex work is work, and it is completely valid. You're, what you are doing is raising the stigma about sex workers everywhere, that it's something awful and that you should be ashamed of. What you consenting people do for money is none of your business. First of all, it should be decriminalized on a federal level. Ignoring the point, you're attacking a woman that you don't even know if this rumor is true, that can ruin her life, her career, her relationships with family, loved ones, even Matt. Or TV. You are not reality. Like someone in this Bachelorette Facebook group I'm in, she said, you are not reality Steve. That's his job. That's what, leave it up to him to expose that. Even though I'm glad he was in defense of her. It was great to hear. Especially with Ashley Spivey, who's amazing. But to spread that kind of rumor that you do not know for certain and not even bring it up to Matt, but bring it up to the other girls is awful. And Katie, after that night was over, Katie went up to, because Brittany told Katie about the rumors she was spreading, because she ended up talking to Brittany about it, and Brittany denied it, was like, yeah, it's not true. Like, what the fuck? And Katie went up to Matt later in the night, 
and said, hey, listen, I didn't want to interrupt our date, but there's something you need to know. That peep, this mob mentality in this house, it just has to stop. I need you to address it. There's so much hatred. And then she said, people are spreading rumors about someone that could literally ruin her life. Katie is the most mature bachelorette contestant I've seen in my watching time. I've never seen someone who sticks up for people like her. It's amazing. And I hope she's at least on Paradise or The Bachelorette because she is fantastic. She's grown up and she's not going to deal with shit. Even people that wrong her, she's like, okay, if you apologize, we'll move on. It's amazing to hear. And that's what I took away from last night's Bachelorette. Briefly, before I'm about to actually give a Q&A that I've received a bunch of questions on, um, Sabrina Carpenter released a new diss track sort of response to Olivia's song where she only had her mention in one line, which is basically praising her. I was like, I bet you're with that blonde girl who always made me doubt. She's everything I want to be like, like praising her saying she's jealous of you. Uh, Sabrina, whoever your manager is fired them on the spot. They made you look bad. It was not good. You, she, they made you look jealous, kind of like a bitch. When I don't think that was your intention. I really don't. It's just, you have to realize. And then she, and like, here are some of the lyrics. And there's no gravity in the words we write. Maybe you didn't mean it. Maybe blonde was the only rhyme. The only rhyme, like, clearly calling out her song. And this is our all PR stunt. But, like, still, you have to know how it's going to make you actually fucking look. With my heart be breaking, I'm happy. And you hate it, hate it. Wow. You can try to get under my skin, under my skin while he's on mine. Yeah, all on mine, all on my all, on my skin. Wow. She's basically saying, like, you can't piss me off because I'm railing your ex-boyfriend. Like, that's what she's basically saying. And it just came off as a bitch. Like, Sabrina, Olivia's 17. She's a grown woman. She has the man. Like, just leave her be. Like, she wasn't attacking you in the song. So this was a horribly managed PR stunt by her manager who she, Josh looked fine in the end. Oops, Olivia looked amazing. Sabrina looked awful. You've got to be aware of that. Self-awareness, key. Self-awareness 101. Okay, for a final segment, we have a Q&A that I asked my TikTok followers to come with questions. I got about like seven questions. So let's get into it. So Claire Duffy with three Fs asks, Best, best content house. Best or my personal favorite? It might be the same answer. Best is, I think, Sway House, actually, with not a content house coming in second because of this Andreas and Tony Lopez thing. I've, I have praised Thomas's skills as a manager. This looks bad. You allowed a possible rape, like a rape, and sexting of minors with two of your people under your roof. You are like, I'm pretty sure his name's on the least. It makes me question the hype house. What else went under there? If that is probably tied with Not a Content House. I love Not a Content House. Ava Torrici, one of my closest influencer friends, is in it. They're all unproblematic. They're all amazing girls. But Sway House, I think, overall has the most appeal, the most drama, but being like entertaining drama, not actual serious shit. The funniest people most interesting youtube i think it, i think it's pretty clear this way else there yeah they're the best 
Favorite Sway Boy by Claire Duffy also. Um, Noah. It's Noah. It's easily Noah. And Noah was the first influencer that I actually talked to. Noah was the first. He sort of helped me get to where I am today, that I'm able to have this podcast and be semi-successful at it because of him. He took the time to actually talk with me on Omegle. He's one of the nicest person people I've ever talked to. He's so unproblematic that people have to go searching for things. And like, you can tell even just by the way he's with Dixie, like that is a man who actually cares that we don't see with a lot of influencers, but it's amazing to see it. Bryce is a close second because he follows me. I've talked to him a few, well, like once or twice and he's entertaining as shit. So, I mean, got to hand it to him and he's very good at PR. He knows how to manage a situation. I'll give him that. Best ship also by Claire Duffy. Um, Best ship. So that would be not an actual couple. It would be Bryson, but they're official now. So that ship, that's not a, a, an official couple. So it's just purely all speculation. A lot of people are going to say Sienna, Sienna and Jack. I don't love it. I think they're milking the whole are they dating sort of thing. Like we, we know. Um, James and Lachlan are cute, but I think they both confirmed their relationship too. There's not a lot of great ships. I'll give it Vinny and Nyali. Uh, Nyali is um, Dobra, I believe is her last name. She has liked a bunch of my TikTok. She's gorgeous. Vinny's a great dude. I like them. Or no, my favorite TikTok ship. Sorry. I also like Griffin and like Bella Porsche. But anyway, my favorite TikTok ship is Harry Jousey and Tana. They are so cute. It's insane. Like how adorable they are. They're best best friends but we all know what tana does with her best friends good for her but they're like the same person just one's a man one's a woman it's hilarious how they're both so openly hilarious open about their sex lives doesn't give a shit what other people think about them and whether they date or whether they not i think their friendship is adorable and like they have energy that you just want to be around you know you want to be around them you want to be friends with them if any of you guys are listening, come on my podcast. I'd love to talk to you about it. And then Asians or Goats asks, who do you think will be the most successful post-TikToker, not influencer-related? Okay, that's another question. Who do I think will be the most successful post-TikToker? Okay, I'm going to exclude Charlie out of it, and I'm going to exclude Addison out of it. I think Bryce. I think Bryce will be the most successful post TikTok out of like not their level. I think Bryce has the ability to go multitude of different ways. I think his YouTube is here to stay. I think you can already tell he's going to wants to be in boxing. I think he could take the Jake Paul route. Jake Paul might fight like McGregor. Bryce can get to that level. I really think he can. Bryce could be an actor. Bryce could be a comedian. Bryce could just be influencer in general like i think he's here to stay and especially with him and addison i think they'll be together for a good amount and i think he knows how to keep himself in the news and keep himself relevant and i respect that i really really do um last question not influencer related but do you see instagram dying in the near future um yeah i think it's dead so my thoughts on instagram is instagram is my least used app social media wise by far my most used app is tiktok then it's twitter then it's snapchat i think it's, it's snapchat and twitter might be reversed but i definitely think 
Instagram is dying. I'm on Instagram maybe twice a day just to check my notifications, check the posts, check my DMs. It's it's boring. They've you can tell they've tried to steal so much content from other people because they know it. They've tried to steal f- f- like TikToks from TikTok. They've tried to steal like a marketplace from Facebook. They've they took stories from Snapchat. Like everything Instagram is building all this from other people. They have no new innovative ideas. They have nothing to make themselves stand out. And the thing about TikTok and Twitter, you can see so you can be friends with so many other people that you don't have to be following them to see their stuff. Instagram is just the same pictures, the same white girls every time. It's annoying. And I yeah, I really do believe it is dying. So that is it for today. Thank you guys all for listening to Gossip Happy Hour. Duncan's, I'm hoping you guys can escalate this TikTok. Make sure to listen to the ad. Make sure to check out that website. It's a beautiful website and has a lot of great pieces. So until next week, I want to release a podcast this Sunday or Monday, depending on the news and when I can schedule an interview. Make sure you guys tag Avatore Risi. Oh, and another, I didn't even talk about this earlier, but one of my other favorite ships is me and Harry Raptus. Love to have him on the podcast. And Noah, if you're having to listen to this, you can come too. Tag them, tell them to come on my podcast. We're going to probably figure out something soon. I'm trying to get some influencer on. We'll figure that out, definitely. Um, actually, everyone go tag XX Khalil in his comment section. Tell them to actually promote our podcast. Anyway, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Stay safe and be self-aware. All right. I love you guys.